do this. Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Baba Kappa Daf Lamed Beis. We're starting at a fresh Mishnah on the bottom of Lamed Aleph Lamed Beis, five lines from the bottom. And we will be stopping about eight lines from the bottom of Lamed Beis. Lamed Beis, we'll learn one whole Mishnah in Gemara, and we will begin a new Sugya as well. One person is carrying his barrel of wine. And another person is carrying a beam. Pretty bad combination of things. If the two clank together and the pitcher uh, breaks, breaks putter. Everybody's putter. Uh, the Balkora who's carrying uh, that which caused the damage, he's putter. Everyone has permission to be there. You're in a public domain. Everyone assumes, I'm going to speak in our legal language, everyone assumes a certain level of risk when they're in a public domain. You're driving a car, you're assuming a certain level of risk. When two people assume the same amount of risk in that they're both going into Rishus Harabim, so the Mishnah holds, everybody's put there if there's like routine damages. No, no one's intentional, no one did anything wrong. It was an accident, everybody's put there. That is the ratio. Here's the second case. Let's say the guy holding the beam on his shoulder is first. And the person holding the barrel is after him. Last line of Lamed Aleph on base. If the barrel breaks against the Korah, let's remember, I'm carrying the barrel first. I'm Excuse me, I'm carrying a beam on my shoulder and you're walking behind me with your barrel uh, and it breaks. We assume that I, the Baal HaKorah's Pater, Pater Baal HaKorah, that we showed him explain, uh, that we assume that the person with the Baal HaChavis uh, sped up a little bit, and he was the one who was actually at fault. And on the top of Lamed Beis Madalaf, the opposite case is also true. Vim Amad Baal HaKorah Chayev. If the Baal HaKorah in, stood still, I'm, I'm first, and I just stop walking, and my stopping to walk led you to walk your barrel straight into the beam that I'm holding, and it breaks your barrel. Chayev, the Baal HaKorah, I who stopped short, that's going to be my obligation. But if I, as the Balkoret, was stopping and I call out behind me, I need to stop. Fair warning. Everyone behind me should also stop. But the guy behind me doesn't listen and the barrel breaks against the Korah. The halacha is Pater. Because I did my fair part. I announced out loud that I need you to stop because I have to stop. All is well and good. That's the next case. Second line. Let's say the person carrying the barrel is walking first. And the person carrying the beam is now walking behind. If the um if the chavis breaks on the beam, so then chayev, the balakoras chayev, we assume, just like we did on the bottom of the of Lamed Aleph and Bez, we assume that the person behind kind of sped up a little bit without care. If the person in front, the one who's carrying the barrel, stops short, and because he stopped short, the person behind him holding the beam kept walking, and the beam breaks the barrel, the halacha is pater, the baal hakore is going to be pater, because the person in front of him stopped short. If the first person who was uh, if the first person who was the Balachavis knew he was going to stop and he called out to the Balakora behind him and said, Balakora, Amod, don't walk because I need to stop. And then he continues to walk and he breaks the barrel from behind. The den is Chayev. And now we would just apply these rules 
out to other cases as well. That brings us to the Gemara. And the Gemara is seemingly out of left field, but we will soon see a very quick connection to our Gemara. The Gemara asks about a woman who's injured during Tash Mishamita. The Gemara says, Ba'mine Rabba Barnosan Merofuna. How do we treat damages, nizikin, between a husband and a wife during Tash Mishamita if the man injures his wife? Do we say that Kevan Debir Shuska Avid Pater, since it's permissible for them to be together, again, an assumption of risk, do we therefore assume that because it's possible that a woman could get injured during Tash Mishamita, she knew the risks, he knew the risks, therefore, Pater, Odilma, or perhaps would be say, that really he's chayv because he should have been ma'ayin, he should have been more careful. So this, the Gemara says, Omar Le, Rav Huna says back to Rabba Barnasan, Tani Tuha. We already learned this. Where did we learn this? In our very own Mishnah on the bottom of Lamed Aleph Amid Beis. Let's review the question. A husband inadvertently injures his wife during Tash Mishamita. What's the din? The Gemara says, Tani Tuha, we learned it. We're 10 lines down. What does our Mishnah say? Shelazeh Rishus Lahalech, Vilazeh Rishus Lahalech. Just like we said in our Mishnah, in the first case of our Mishnah, the Mishnah at the bottom of Lamed Aleph on Bey says that if I who am carrying a barrel and you who are carrying a beam are walking in the same place, we're walking at the same time and we clank into each other and, and the barrel breaks, the din is at the Balakoras Pater. What was the Svara of the Mishnah? The Mishnah said this line, that because each person is allowed to be in the Rishus HaRabim, so therefore, you can't hold either person more liable than the other. And therefore, everyone's putter. And the Gemara tries, in the name of Rav Huna, tries to apply this din to our case of a husband who, um, what was the line? We would say he's putter because this is a permissible activity that two... Case uh, where he was really masked, like he wasn't there for meaning right? If she gets proceeds, it's like what what is the case in which you would be high because you tripped your wife? I'm saying if you're a mazik, if you're intentionally trying to harm her, then you're a mazik. That's okay. pasha. That's pasha. Because the oh, that's a but that's a tashlumen question. I don't know. I think you have to, this question is a tashlumen yeah. question. Yeah, it's it's yeah in a chanami. It's a test of the question. But but yeah, this is not question. You're right. It is. Let's go. We just asked the question five seconds ago. We got to give a chance to chew on the question a little bit. We're good. Are we talking about wedding night or no? Bechlal not. No, that's nothing. Nothing you do about that. That's just the nature of things. That's expected by her too. I mean, okay. So he trips her. He was a mazik intentionally. Even if, okay, it's a jerk. The Gemara says that there's some way. From the Gemara's language, it seems pretty pushed, at least from the Chakira. When it says, do we say, yeah. it could be to her Yorshim, it could be uh, added to a, I don't know. It's a good question on what the, it's a good question on what the Metzius is. Uh, I for sure am. <laughs> Let's not set the bar in the wrong place. Um, okay, so I, I Lamai said there is a chiyuv. If, if there is a chiyuv, he has to pay her. Uh, I mean, How I don't know. Conversation. I just yeah. 
where the one was just a judge. Mm -hmm. I have some faint recollections that we've discussed things like this. Like she can have, like nichse maluga nichse son barza. There are things that that she brings into the marriage in the chanami. Right. So that's only assuming that. Different. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this is considered an asset, not an income. Yeah. Yeah. Some some somewhere in that space is. Yeah. Somewhere we can look it up afterwards because it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, I believe. Yeah, it's quoted in the Torah Shulchan Aruch, Chosh and Mishpat, Tav Chaf Aleph, Yud Bet. If I stop talking about time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if not, Michael's going to leave. So then we'll have time to stop talking, to continue talking. It's fine. All right. So the Gemara answers, no, don't worry. That's what Rav Huna says, that uh, he's putter because this is an activity that uh, they both are. It's Shelazeb Shelazeb. They're both involved in the same activity. And there's an understanding, again, a minimum assumption of risk when you're involved in an activity. I, I play in the Oratory Softball League. People get injured every single year. One guy got hit by a ball catching it. His whole nail fell off. He broke his finger. Another guy, my brother-in-law, bless his heart, he broke his, uh, he tore his ACL, had a massive knee surgery four years ago. Every year, some guy, uh, things happen. What, they sue the league? No, you don't sue the league. There's an assumption of risk. So with Tash Shemitah, there's an assumption of risk under normal behavior. Again, we're not talking about Mazik. We're talking about a case of unintentional Nezik. Rava will hear nothing of it. Rava disagrees with Rav Huna. Quarter of the way down. I disagree. And when we talk about a forest over here, over here, we're talking about the Pasuk and Sefer Dvarim. When a person is using an axe and the, uh, the head of the axe, the actual metal part, flies off the handle while you're swinging back or possibly forward. I believe that's a discussion of the Gemara. And then it kills someone. So uh, that has its own din. Let's analyze. Just like in a yar, where that case of v'nashal habar zelmin ha'etz applies, shezer l'rishuso nichnas, v'zel l'rishuso nichnas, ver nasa kemisha nichnas l'rishus chavero v'chayev. In such a case, we say that it's as if the person who was v'nashal habar zel, that it's as if he entered into the rishus of his chaver and he's chayev to go to galus or whatever the punishment is. Zeshel rishus chavero nichnas lo kol so by the case of an Ashal Habarzel, they're both in a yar, which really is public property, but we halachically assume that it was as though the accidental murder was where the mazik entered into the product, the, the, the location of the Nizak. Then our case of Tashmashamita, Zeshalarishus Havero Mamish, he he there he's physically in her space. So why then would we not say anything other than that? Lokol Shakin. All the more so he should be held accountable. For the damages. He completely disagrees with the Puna fundamentally. And and R- Rava says our Mishnah has no shaykhus to the case that was asked. We asked about Hamazikas Ishto Batashmish. Rav Huna said, Don't worry, our Mishnah. Rava's like, What are you talking about? We have a Kalva Homer from, from Ya'ar. So then what would Rava say? How does Rava distinguish between our Mishnah? And uh, this case over here. So Hasam says the Gemara, Tarvaihu kihadade ninu. Hasam, what does Hasam mean? Rashi at the top of the page. Dibur Hamasil Tarvaihu kihadade ninu. Shnehen shavin bishvirasa. Both of them are equal in regards to breaking, referring to the case of the Balha Chavis and the Balha Korah. Sha'af Balha Chavis Sayeya bishvirasa. Both of them played a role. That's what Rava wants to say. But hacha by tash mishamita ihu ka'avid maisa. 
He is the one who is active and causing damage. So therefore, says Rava, you cannot compare our Mishnah, which speaks about this din of where both the Balchavis and the Balkone are, and the Balkore, excuse me, are playing an active role in the damage. She is not playing an active role in the damage. Says the Gemara Vahilo, is she not considered an active member of Tashmashamita? Vaksiv. We know that when it comes to certain onshin, the Pasuk says, that there are times in certain realms of Tashmashamita where there's kares for those who are osos, those who are involved in the action of Tashmashamita. So, how can you say, Rava, that the case of Tashmashamita is not comparable to our Mishnah? You wanted to argue that Tashmashamita was more one sided, and our case was more equal involvement. So, the Gemara, based on the Psukim, seems to say not like that. <clears throat> Rava says, don't worry. You're right that both he and she will have a Hanan Tashmashamita. But Ihu, we assume that he is more active or he is active and she is not. Discussions over here as to what this actually means. And therefore, the Gemara says, Rava says, I will hear nothing of it. So, Lemaisa, we have a Machlokas Rav Huna and Rava in regards to a husband who is Mazik, his wife, during Tashmashamita. Rav Huna, based on our Mishnah, is Poter. And Rava, based on the Kalvachomer from Ya'ar, is Mechaev. Fascinating Machlokas. Terrible marriage. Because that means she's taking him to Bezdin and saying, listen, just letting you know, he's Chayev Tashlumen. So Rav Huna says, no, he's Poter. Because in that place, and Rava says, no, Kalvachomer from Ya'ar. There we made a halachic assumption that because the mazik was ki'ilu, he was nichnas into the rishus of the nizak, so too over here. <clears throat> we suppose that it's a consensual act. It's not a, I don't know if you call I, a husband I, honest, but. I mean, you can be my honest someone. I don't, I don't know how it works halachically, but uh, I don't know. The one exception to that rule is uh, yibum, where that's uh, even in Balkorcha. I'm under an assumption that we're under relatively normal circumstances. Yeah, I'm under the assumption. The mitzvah of Ona is not a right for the husband. It's a right for the Isha. It's an obligation. Well, unless she's mochelas. And when you're being violated, you're typically not, you know, not interested. So then the, then the mitzvah goes away. The mitzvah pasha dissolves. It's probably one of the only traditions uh, under the sun uh, that has such a thing, where the right of intimacy is a is a woman's right and not a man's right. Afal let's be clear that the mitzvah of pruervu, according to many rishonim, belongs to men and not to women. The Gemara has machlokas tanaim about that. We've learned it before. So just a unique balancing act, and that's why you want to have shalom bias, so that there's kind of a bi'izun. Everyone's in balance. Everyone understands what's happening. But it seems from the Gemara, though I couldn't say for certain, that we're only talking about a case where everything was consensual um, and just never. Unfortunately, she got hurt, and she's upset, and she wants she wants to be paid. She wants money. <clears throat> All right, one-third of the way down, the second of the wide lines, Lamed Beis and Aleph. Let's continue analyzing. We had a case in our Mishnah that's quoted here, Hayabal Kore Rishon. That was case number two in our Mishnah, where the person carrying the beam was walking first, and the person carrying the barrel was walking second. 
Says the Gemara, Amar Reish Lakish, we have a case from Reish Lakish that we've seen a couple of times already, and we're going to see if it can be connected to our Mishnah. What was the case? Shte paros birshus harabim. A person has two cows that are walking birshus harabim, but then one of them sits down in the middle of the rishus harabim. Achas revutza, the achas mehalechas. One animal starts to crouch down and sits down in the middle of Tui Avenue, and the other is mehalechas, and the other animal keeps walking. If the animal that is walking decides to kick the animal that's crouching, the din is that it's petura. However, if the animal that's crouching down, honestly, comedically, sticks out one of its front legs and trips the animal that's walking, the halacha is chayeves. Okay, so the baal, the owner of the animal that's revutza, that trips the animal who is regular, so then, that, then you're, the, the Baal HaRavutz is chayat to pay the Baal Malachas. What does the Gemara want to know? Perhaps our Mishnah is a raya to the Shita of Ravashi. And the Gemara says, four lines into the wide lines, which Mare Makom in our Mishnah aligns with the Shita of Reish Lakish? The Gemara says, Hayabal Korah and that's case number two in our Mishnah, which is two lines from the bottom on Lamed Aleph and Beis, if the person carrying the beam was first, and the person carrying the barrel was last. We said that if the barrel breaks on the beam, putter, that the bal is putter. We also had said that that if the uh, first person, the bal stopped in his tracks, and therefore the barrel breaks on the on the beam, the halacha is that the Baal HaKorah is going to be chayev. The halacha, in our case, where we see that the Baal HaKorah is going to be chayev when he stops short, that's similar to the case of So perhaps the case where the revutza is tripping the animal that's mehaleches is similar to the case of Ahmad Baal Korah. Says the Gemara, is that even logical to say? You're trying to say that our Mishnah is a help is an asset to try and support the Shita of Ravashi. It's the exact opposite. Halfway down on Lamed Be'ez Medalev. Lo mistaya lo It's not enough that your Marimakum isn't helping to prove Ravashi. You did a terrible job of finding a Marimakum. Uh, and the reason why is because of as follows. Time, um, what was true about the case of Ravashi, Debata, was because the animal was being kicked. But if an animal wasn't being kicked, and let's say somebody tripped on the revutza, somebody tripped on the crouching animal, so then the din is putter and not chayib. In our case, our case in the Mishnah was a case of memela, where something happened kind of on its own in motion, the barrel broke by motion, and it wasn't something that was ba'ata, no one was actively trying to kick or to damage, and there, v'katani chayib. So the Gemara says, you're, you tried to bring a raya from our Mishnah from Ravashi, you are completely off the mark, completely off the mark. So says the Gemara, masnisin de paska le'urcha kishilda. The, our Mishnah is dealing with a case where it was a little bit more uh, hands-on damage, where the person walking in front was holding the beam. And we had this language of kishilda yesterday. It's called like a corpse. The word kishilda means a corpse. And just like yesterday, when the when we were discussing that case, the corpse was lying across the Rishu Sarabim. Here too, instead of holding the barrel, holding the kane, the kore, uh, front to back, I turned sideways and blocked the road. And that's when all the damage happened. 
So that's why the Gemara says, ah, your question's not so strong, but nevertheless, your point is still accurate. And then hacha, but in our case, kigon de rava bechad gisa, where the animal crouched on one side, but ibayle liskuye beidach gisa, but there was actually room for the person to walk on the other side. So therefore, this part of the Mishnah is not a huge problem for Reish Lakish, but it's also not, not a question, not a support for Reish Lakish. The Gemara then says, but wait, there's more in our Mishnah. Perhaps the end of our Mishnah is a support for Reish Lakish. Which part of our Mishnah and which part of Reish Lakish? The Katani, our Mishnah had said, that's the third case, which is on the top of this page, on the second line. The person holding the barrel was first in line. The person holding the beam was second in line. The person whose barrel broke. So then the Balkorah is going to be Chayib because we assume the Balkorah kept walking without stopping and he's Chayib. And if person number one, who's holding the barrel, he's holding the barrel on his shoulder, nice and tall, and he stops short. And then from behind, you see this uh, beam going straight through the barrel because the guy stopped short. So then Pashat the Balkorah is going to be putter in such a case. So the Gemara says three lines before the Mishnah, and we're two-thirds of the way down. This case, where the Baal HaChavitz was Ahmad and putter, that sounds like it's similar to the case where an animal that's walking kicked an animal that's lying down. And we see in that case, in the case of Ravashi, a Resh Lakish, that's your putter. So says the Gemara, In our Mishnah, the person was doing nothing out of the ordinary. He was just walking. But Hacha, in regards to the case of Resh Lakish, Okay, you could say about the Ravutza, okay, you can step over me but you can't kick me. You have no right to kick me. And therefore the cases are not really comparable. And therefore we can't learn anything from uh, our Mishnah in regards to the Shita of Resh Lakish. And there's therefore no comparison between our Mishnah and Resh Lakish. The Gemara says that the new Mishnah Two people are traveling together in Rishus HaRabim. One person is running and one person is walking. I'm imagining the scene on the side of the JCC pool in the early 1980s when someone would scream and say, please don't walk on the side of the pool or in any other pool I've ever been in for that matter because kids run next to pools. So what happens if one person is running and one person is walking? Oh, Shnehem Ratzin, or if both of them are running, and then and then they bump into each other and they both need stitches. The din is Shnehem Ptur. We assume that running in Rishus HaRabim is not a normal behavior. In America, that's not true. In America, we have uh, people who jog all the time. I would probably argue what's a little abnormal is those electric bikes that are on sidewalks. That might be already a real sugya of Ratz and Mahalich, because that's not a normal behavior. And if you're misbehaving, then that's a, a whole different ballgame. So therefore, the Gemara says, if even one person is running, that's already a, a new league of misbehavior. And the, the Gemara opens up 10 lines or so from the bottom. What? It comes out still Paturin. Well, we're going to discuss this in the Gemara. That's what Rashi says, he's foreshadowing our concern that one person is behaving normally and one person is behaving abnormally. 
So the Gemara says, first of all, our Mishnah cannot be authored by the Tana of Isi ben Yehuda. Why not? Ditanya. Isi ben Yehuda Omer, Rats Chayev Mipneshu Mishuna. So this is exactly the opposite of our Mishnah and fairly intuitive. The guy who's running is doing something he should not be doing. Why would our Mishnah say your Pater? Isi ben Yehuda calls it out and says, your Chayev. So says the Gemara, but However, Isi ben Yehuda agrees that on Erev Shabbos, during Ben Hashmashos, let's listen to the timing, we're going to question this later, you're allowed to run on Shabbos Ben Hashmashos, and if you do and injure someone, you're Pater. Isi ben Yehuda's Matir. So he has two modes. He has running is considered Mashuna and Yerchayev, except for Erev Shabbos Ben Hashmashos. Because apparently when a person runs during Bein Hashmashos, they are doing so with permission. Amar Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan says, Halacha ki'isi ben Yehuda. So now Rav Yochanan has a little bit of a problem because our Mishnah is a Stam Mishnah. And Isi ben Yehuda is a, is a, a named Brisa. Umi Amar Rav Yochanan hachi. How can Rav Yochanan side with Isi ben Yehuda? Because by doing so, he's ignoring another one of his principles. Oh, We know from Rabbi Yochanan that he typically holds of anonymous Mishnayas. Our Mishnah right here, two-thirds of the way down, is anonymous. It says that a person who's rutz is going to be pater. Isi ben Yehuda says a person who's rutz is going to be chayib, with the exception of Arab Shabbos ben Hashmashos. And then Rav Yochanan says the halacha is like Isi ben Yehuda. That's a stira. You can't say the halacha is like Isi ben Yehuda when you're Rav Yochanan, because we have a Stam Mishnah that disagrees. And now the Gemara says, don't worry, everything is all fine and good. Says the Gemara, Masnisin be'erev. We're, we're answering from left field. We'll, we'll come back around. Everything will make sense soon. Masnisin be'erev Shabbos be'nashmashos. We had said that in the name of Isi ben Yehuda that he was talking about a case of erev Shabbos be'nashmashos. Rav Yochanan says our Mishnah two thirds of the way down is talking about a case of running an erev Shabbos be'nashmashos. I'm hechotesi. Look at our Mishnah. Do you see Shabbos? Do you see Erev Shabbos? Do you see Ben Hashmashos? Nothing. Our Mishnah seems to be talking about regular, not anything else, no distinctions at all. Mimai, how does Rav Yochanan know that our Mishnah is discussing a case of Erev Shabbos Ben Hashmashos? Says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom, because Midikatani, O Shahayu Shnehen Ratzim Pturim. We have an extraneous line in our Mishnah. If our Tana and our Mishnah holds that when one person runs your putter because his behavior is odd, then if two people are running, all the more so. Why do I need that extra line? Hasu, lamali, I don't need that extra line. And hashta echad ratz echad mahalech pater, shneem ratzin miboya. And the Gemara just explicitly calls out the question. Why does our Mishnah have that extra line that if both of them were running, that they're going to be pater? I could have made that kavachomer on my own. Says the Gemara, Elahachikamar. This is the right way to read our Mishnah, even though not all of these words are found in our Mishnah. We're four lines from the bottom. Elahachikamar. Echad ve'echad mahalech pater. When one person is running and one person is walking and they damage each other, there's a there's a tour from damages. When do we say that a person 
is going to be putter when one is running and the other is walking. That's Be'erev Shabbos, Be'en Hashmashos, because as we saw earlier, there's a Rishus to run in Be'en Hashmashos. We're going to talk about that soon. Aval Bechol, Echad Ratz Ve'echad Mahalech Chayev. Shnei'en Ratzim, Afilu Bechol Pturim. And now, what do we have? We have this beautiful, stitched, wonderful, embroidered picture of our Mishnah blended with Isi Ben Yehuda. There's no stira with Isi Ben Yehuda. That's how we started. Lema, perhaps we should say that Masnisna is the Loki Isi Ben Yehuda. The answer is that our Mishnah is authored by Isi Ben Yehuda. We're just missing some information that Rav Yochanan clears up for us. No stira. Omar Mar, but we do still have to analyze what is going on with this Erev Shabbos Ben Hashmashos din. We had learned, We had said that a person is allowed to run on Erev Shabbos Ben Hashmashos, and if damages are caused during this time, if one person's running and one person's walking, you're going to be potter because there's Rishus. Says the Gemara, Erev Shabbos, my Birshus Ika. What are we talking about when we say that there is Rishus? By the way, some of the Mephorshim take out the language here of Erev Shabbos. If you look in the Hagos Vitzionim, it says, Bekisve Yad. And I don't know what that stands for. Uh, but I don't know why it's problematic. It might just not have been printed, but it is what Isi Ben Yehuda wrote. So I'm not sure if the word detracts from what the Gemara meant to do or if it just wasn't copied right. I don't know. But the Gemara says, My Birshus Ika says the Gemara, Why is a person running at that time at Ben Hashmashos? Kidereb Khanina for a beautiful hashkafic reason. Khanina, top of Lamid Bez and Bez. The Gemara says that at that time, Bo Uvenetse Likras Kalamalkasa. Rashi, Bo Venetse, let's go out. Like a person would go out to greet a king who is on their way to their town. We would line the streets with people. If you could imagine, again, we only have a one dogma of this that's even normal, which is the monarchy in England, that when the Queen of England was alive, now the king, when he walks down the street, people are all lined up. They've got barricades. They've got police on horses, all the costumes. There's a chashivus. So says the Gemara, no different. We should be engaging Shabbos in the same way. That's when a person is allowed to run. You're allowed to run to Shul on Friday night to say, Bo venetze likras kala malkasa. Ba'amrila likras Shabbos kala malkasa. Differences in, in language. And Rav misate fikai. He would wrap himself up in some head garb and he would go out. Ve'amar, he would say, Bo'i kala, Bo'i kala. Now you know where the language comes from that we have in the Chadodi that Rav Alkabetz wrote. He pulled it from Gemara. That's when you're allowed to run. And Lachora, that's Ladina. A person's allowed to run. In general, on Shabbos, we have very few times that we can run. You could be Ratz Lapirka, you can run to go learn Torah, you can run to Shol, but you're not supposed to be running in general. And um, uh, you're also allowed to run on Friday night uh, in order to, to be Makabel the Pnei Hashchina, to be Makabel the Shabbos Kala, uh, which also means you're probably late to Shol. Because it means you miss Mincha in our world because we dive in Mincha uh, later in the day. That's correct. But whenever I'm running on Friday afternoon, it's because I miss Mincha. <laughs> For me, I'm just, I'm not saying you guys. I'm just, uh, I'm well, just calling out. Don't do exercise either. What? Huh? Don't do exercise either if you're running. What? Running is exercise. Yeah. So it's mutter. It's mutter to run here. That's what the Gemara is saying. Is that's mutter to run to go be to be bovenetze likras kala. That's allowed. Yeah. Although you can't just stop exercise. I've seen this in other communities here in the Chicagoland area where people on Yontif are like pushed in shorts and a t-shirt jogging. <laughs> Why is that okay? 
even if it's mutter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no tzitzis, no kippah, it's not mutter. And even if it's mutter, it's also. Okay, the next Mishnah says, Hamivakea, a person is uh, cutting wood. You've seen the scene. A person's holding an axe and they have a massive uh, tree stump and they take smaller blocks of wood. They take their axe and they crack down uh, the, the piece of wood into smaller pieces. Now, if they do so, which is not a normal place to, to break wood, and something splinters off into a private uh, piece of property or you're breaking the wood in private property, and the splinters fly out into the public domain. In fact, according to the commentaries here, these first two cases are reversed uh, because the Gemara's presentation of these cases is like the reversal. And lastly, in all three cases, the halacha is that you are chayev. That is what the Gemara says. What's missing? From Rishus Harabim to Rishus Harabim. The Chora, that's Pasha that you're Chayim, no? The Gemara doesn't so discuss why, it. What's the difference between that? You're, you're outside. It might be Pasha, but why do we have? Why do we ever list three cases in this case? They are. Uh, that's the Gemara's first sigas. Vitzricha. The Gemara says we need all these cases. I'm just raising the question. I didn't even think about it before. The Gemara gives three permutations. There was a fourth that was ignored. We did Rishus Yachid to Rishus Harabim, Rishus Harabim to Rishus Yachid, and Rishus Yachid to Rishus Yachid, but not Rishus Harabim to Rishus Harabim. But it must just be Pashim. The Gemara says Vitzricha. We need all three cases. That's now you know that our Mishnah should have been in a different order because the word Hamivakea. What's the next word? But in the Gemara it says So the cases in our Mishnah were written reversed in our in our in our um, um, no in our typeset it's incorrect. So the Gemara says If I only had taught the case in our Mishnah of where I'm I'm cutting wood in private property and a splinter goes off into public property and damages, there I might have thought you're because there's more people in Rishus Harabim and I should have been more careful to stand one foot away from the Rishus Harabim. Aval, perhaps I might have argued that may Rishus Harabim I might have thought that if the splinter goes off into private property where there's far fewer people, that I shouldn't have to be concerned. Therefore, we needed that case to be taught. If you say that when you're uh, breaking wood in Rishus HaRabim and then a splinter goes off and injures or kills someone in Rishus HaYachid, so the problem is that you're starting off in the wrong place. You're not allowed to do that there. That's Shalob Rishus Abid. You're not allowed to do that in that in that space. You can't break wood with an axe in public. But where I'm in private property and it's permissible for me to cut wood, so then if it happens to accidentally splinter out into Rishus Harabim, I might have thought your putter, Kamash Malan. If we had these two cases, one case where you are doing the damage in Rishus HaYachid, Rishus uh, Harabim, and there's people there, and the other where you're doing the damage in Rishus Hayachid, but you did so Be'isr, because it's Shalom Birshus. Aval, perhaps I would have thought that the case of Me Rishus Hayachid, the Rishus Hayachid Acher, So we need all of these cases. That's what the Gemara says. This is going to be our last sugya for today, and it's going to take us to the end of uh, of the day today. We're actually going to be stopping in the middle of the sugya because it doesn't really end to the next Mishnah. 
And that's not happening tonight. So the Gemara says the third of the way down on Lamed Beis and Beis Tanu Rabbanon Hanichnas lechanuto lechanuso shel nagar shelo birshus. If I go into the store of a carpenter, a woodworker, and I do so without permission, v'nisazet bikas v'tipcha al ponu b'meis poter, and um, and I get a splinter, a person gets a splinter in their head, and it ends up killing them. They get a hit with a log in the head, and they die. The baal hachanus is poter. If I am the, the person who is the Baal HaChanus, I own the store, I'm the woodworker, and I know you're standing there and you're watching, and then you get hurt from an accident, then I am Chayev because uh, I knew you were there and I let you walk in the store. So what does it mean that you're Chayev? Says the Gemara, my Chayev. You're obligated in Daladvarm, which we've spoken about, Sari, Poiboshes, and Sheves. You're obligated in those four things, but you're putter from Galus. Why are you putter from Galus? So the Gemara says, let's review the case of what where we're even entertaining Galus. We're thinking about Galus in this case, where I work in a woodworking shop. I let you into my store, and as I work, the person gets injured. And then um, the, the Gemara d- is debating my level of chiyuv. The Gemara says, I'm chayev, but pater from galos. What's the svara? This is not similar enough to the case of yar, where there is a din of galos. Yar In regards to um, in regards to a yar, both people entered the space in just the right way. What was the case that we were talking about? We said that we were talking about if a person is nichnas birshus, zelerishus chovera nichnas. So he knew what was going on. It's not exactly the same thing. You're at a higher level of chiyuv. Omar Rava, possibly Rava. Uh, the, the Hagos Habach changes it, but the Hagos Vitzionim don't. So I'm not sure. The Gemara says halfway down, four lines before the wide lines on Lamed Beis and Beis. Omar Rava Kal in a forest, I'm going there with my axe to cut a tree. You're going there to walk your dog. Then it's as if you knew that I was gonna that I was gonna hurt you, and then there's a din of galus. And when you let me, when I let you into my store and cause the damage, uh, all the more so that there should be a din of galus. How can it be that Rabbi Yossi Brebchanina is saying that you're pater from galus? So R- Rava turns the tables in a shocking way. Let's review the case first and then listen to Rava's answer. Rava, is, uh, the case that we're dealing with is where I let you into my store. I am a woodworker and you get damaged by the work that I do. So we say that if, God forbid, a person gets killed in this woodworking shop when the owner let them in, we say that the Baal HaChanus is Chai Bedal Dvarm, but Pater from Galus. So Ela Amar Rava, last short line, my Pater mi Galus. What was the case where we say your Pater from Galus? The Losagi laid the Galus, because Galus isn't enough. When do we have Galus? That's in pure Shogate cases. This is not pure Shogate. The Hainu Taima de Rabiosi Barchanina Mishum de Havale Shogate Karav Lamezid. In a case of Shogate Karav Lamezid, you don't get to go to Galus. Shogate Karav Lamezid is a very bad form of Shogate where it's really not pure accident. You let something happen. Yes, your activity was an accident, but the scenario you created wasn't an accident. I let you into the store. So I'm culpable on a higher level than a typical show, typical show gig. 
it's more negligent. It's not mazed because I didn't want that person to get hurt. I didn't even expect that the piece of wood would fly the way that it did and injure and kill. But because I let you into the store, I'm more responsible. And that case is called Shogeg Karav Lamezid. And seemingly, in the case of Shogeg Karav Lamezid, you do not go to Galus because you're too culpable. You're, are you a murderer? The Gemara doesn't say. The Gemara asks two questions on this. Masiv Rava, here's question number one. Let's say in regards to a case of Malkos, the Bezdin is meeting out lashes to a person. Let's say that the executioner, well, I should say the Malkos person, because he's not meant to kill people. The person giving Malkos gives one lash too many. And the, umes, and the person dies. The victim dies. That person gets to go to Galus. But why? Why does he get to go to Galus? That's not different than our case of the carpenter. He should have paid more attention to make sure that this guy won't die with this one extra lash. So what we see is again Rabiosi Barchanina. We thought that when Rabiosi Barchanina said that you're putter from Galus when I let you into the store and that person gets injured, that's because it's it's Shogeg Karav Lamezid. And in the case of Shogeg Karav Lamezid, you don't get to go to Galus. You're too culpable. You're too responsible. So, but we see a case over here. I literally hit you with a lash and you died. Is it, 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 no case is more typical of Shogeg, Shogeg, Shogeg um, what's the language? Shogeg Karav Lamezid. So why would we say So The case over there was where they made a mistake in the counting. Rava was sitting at the table with him. He kicked him under the table. Says the Gemara, Rava kicks under the He's like, what are you talking about? That's not how things work. The guy who's doing the lashes is not the one who counts. There's a whole system in place. The person who is the greatest of the Dayanim, he reads out the punishment. A second guy is the one who does the counting. You can give him three lashes. The third guy says, hit him. And the fourth guy hits him. But the guy who hit him was just doing his job. He didn't decide to add the extra one. Someone earlier in the chain did that. Oh, So says the Gemara, the Dayan is the one who made the mistake. And the Dayan is the one that we're questioning about whether or not he's obligated to go to Bezdin. So therefore, no kasha, uh, no, no, no problem in regards to that case. Let's learn one more case. Mesve, six lines into the wide lines. Let's say that a person takes a rock and they throw it into a public domain and they kill uh, that's considered a shogeg, and they have to uh, go into Galus. Sorry, gentlemen, my apologies. <laughs> but why is it that if a person throws a rock into a public domain, why is that regular shogeg? You threw a rock into a public thoroughfare. Says the Gemara, What are you doing? You can't throw a rock into a public place. Why are we saying Vikatani Hareze Gola? We should be in that case, we should be in the scenario of Shoge Karav Lamezid. So the Gemara says, Amar of Shmuel Bar Yitzhak, no, Besoser is Koslo. He didn't throw the rock, he was taking down his wall, a rock hit somebody. Good, but he by Yune still. When you're taking down your wall, and your wall is the threshold between Rashusa Yachid and Rashusa Rabbim, you got to be careful. Says the Gemara, oh, no, no, Besoser Belaila, he was doing it at night, there weren't a lot of people in Rashusa Rabbim. 
doesn't matter. You still should look before you take down your wall, create an avalanche in Rishus Harabim. He did it during the day and into a garbage dump, into a place where garbage went and a place where people used to go to the bathroom. So says the Gemara, two-thirds, three-fourths of the way down, What's the case of this garbage dump? If people frequent that place during the day, so then you're amazed, and then push it, you're not going to go into Galos because you're a murderer. However, if nobody's there, if nobody ever goes there, then then there should be no assertion that you've done anything wrong. It's a garbage place. It's a place where people go to the bathroom, but it's really only meant for people to go to the bathroom at night and not during the day. However, it happened to be in this case that during the day, someone was going to the bathroom when you took down your house. And says the Gemara, Mazid Lohave, you're not really amazed because the It's not a regular place that people go to the bathroom during the day. But Anus Nami Lohave, but you're also not a regular Anus, because over here you should have looked and seen if seen if anyone was there. So we're kind of in the middle. And therefore, here too, there's no kasha of Shoge Karov Lamezid. We're going to stop right here at Rav Papa, about eight to ten lines before the bottom of Lamed Bezim and Bez. Emir Sashem will pick up tomorrow night at that point. Wishing you all a beautiful night.